So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Come and See Inspirations, being produced here in our Come and See studio here in Adekantinamik, and it's the 24th of March, it's the third Sunday in Lent. This programme, as usual, is broadcast uh, on Sacred Space on West Limit 102 local radio at 10am and 11pm each Sunday, and it's also available on, for playback or download on Come and See Inspirations at budsprout.com. Or you can, if you just open up buzzbrout.com website actually and search for Come and See Inspirations, you'll find us there. And also you can find us on our blog, which is sacredspace102.blogspot.com. So again, we thank you and welcome you again to the programme. Thank you indeed for joining us. Our podcasting team this morning... Well, we've given Shana a week off, but only one week off. Isn't that right, Lorraine? That is correct. But now you've just heard Lorraine's voice there, because welcome to the programme again. Lorraine, good morning. How are you? Good morning, John. Good morning, listeners. I'm very well, John. Good. And also, our resident prayer guide over there in the corner. And good morning to you, Ryan. How are you? Good morning, John. Good morning, listeners. And a special guest we have joining us again, actually, because he was just on with us a few weeks ago. Somewhere there in, in Dublin City, um, it's, it's a pleasure again to invite on our friend from Divine Mercy, uh, Don Devaney. Good morning to you, Don. How are you? Good morning, John. How are you and how are all your listeners down there in Limerick and further afield? Great to be with you. Thanks a lot for joining us, Don. So Don is really going to help us again, to j- help us on our journey through Lent uh, in part two. And Don's also going to stay with us in the Gospel this morning. But in the meantime... Uh, as usual, our programme would have some saints for the week. Uh, as Shane's off, um, Lorraine's just going to give us a little brief little look, a main one, actually. There's one particular saint you want to, feast day you want to mention this week. We'll do that. And also, um, Anne is going to pray this prayer before reading uh, a prayer, for, especially for those who can't, uh, who can't get to Mass this morning. And then in part three, of course, then we'll also have our Gospel Reflection. If you want to contact us at all, our text is 087-6088-667. That's 087-6088-667. Or you can email us, and that's on sacredspace102 at gmail.com. So this part of the programme, maybe Lorraine, can you give us a little bit of inkling as to what's happening in Saints this week, please? Of course, John. Well, the first feast is actually a solemnity and it is the most beautiful solemnity. Monday, March 25th, we have the Annunciation of the Lord. Don't you pick them? Oh, it's just beautiful. On the 25th of December, of course, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. So nine months earlier, on the 25th of March, we celebrate the Annunciation of of the Lord, where the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and graciously asked her to become the mother of the Son of God. It's just, it's mind-boggling when you think of that. If you think of it. If you think about it, it is. And of course, it is the Feast of the Incarnation because we believe that life begins at conception. So the Word became flesh on the 25th of March, and that's what we're celebrating on Monday. On Tuesday, there is a beautiful English saint, a martyr. Uh, March the 26th, we have St. Margaret Clitheroe. She was born in Middleton in England in 1555. Of Protestant parents, uh, she was, we're told, possessed of good looks and full of wit and merriment, and was a charming personality. Of course, she went on to marry John Clitheroe. And a few years later, she entered the Catholic Church. Her zeal led her to harbour fugitive priests, for which she was arrested and imprisoned by hostile authorities. 
a lot of attempts were made to her to give up her faith, to renounce her faith. But the holy woman stood firm. And here is where we have to um, put in our obligatory breakfast warning to people who are listening this morning. Mm -hmm. She was condemned to be pressed to death on the 25th of March, 1586. So she was stretched out on the ground with a sharp rock under her back and crushed under a door overladen with unbearable weights. She was dead in 15 minutes. But the humanity and holiness of this servant of God can be readily glimpsed in her words to a friend when she learned of her condemnation. These are the words of St. Margaret Clitheroe. She said, The sheriffs have said that I'm going to die this coming Friday. And I feel the weakness of my flesh which is troubled at this news. But my spirit rejoices greatly. For the love of God, pray for me and ask all good people to do likewise. And her feast day is on the 26th of March. Of course, it is the week of martyrs this week, even though we're during Lent, so we don't celebrate them. Mm -hmm. But on Wednesday, the 27th of March, we have St. John of Egypt, one of the most famous early desert hermits, a noted prophet of his era. Um, He became a hermit at the age of 20 and was walled up in a hermitage near Asius with a single window opened up to the public and he preached to various crowds, vast crowds every weekend. On Thursday the 28th of March we have St. Alexander Martyr and Companion of Saints Malchus and Priscus the men, devout Christians in Caesarea Palestine were caught up in the persecutions conducted by Emperor Valerian the martyrs were killed by wild beasts in an arena. On Friday the 29th of March we have St. Secundus, martyred Roman patrician, a nobleman who was also serving in the Roman Imperial Army. He was condemned for being a Christian. He was put to death at Asti under Emperor Hadrian. So again, we'd like to remember in our prayers all those who are still being martyred for their faith throughout the world. And we encourage you to pray for them as well. On Saturday, the 30th of March, we have St. Fergus. All we know about St. Fergus was that he was Bishop of Downpatrick in Ireland and can also be identified with St. Fergus of Scotland. So that's our saints for the week, John. Thank you very much, Neil. I was just... I was just thinking there when you were just going through those saints there you know and we so fortunate to have those people to go before us and we should really think of them every now and again and pray for them every now and again because without them we wouldn't have it as we have it today we think we have it tough today but mm. those people had it much tougher early on thanks for that rain before you go into a little bit of catechesis maybe we might ask Anne at this particular stage to pray um this spirit of communion prayer and this is for all those who can't get to Mass and can't receive Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament this morning. We also include, of course, in our spiritual communion prayer, all those who are sick, lonely, housebound, or worried in any way. Thanks, Anne. You might just share that with us. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul, since I now cannot receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Noan. Just before we ask uh, Lorraine just to share a little, a few thoughts there with us, um, just like to remind people again about these Lenten reflections that are on EWTN. Uh, if you've got Sky Channel, actually, it's, it's Channel 588. So during Lent on EWTN Reflections, um, for the last two weeks we've had Father John Muckler, um, for the next two weeks now, we've got Father Amy McCarthy, of course. For those of you who might be listening and involved a little bit with Radio Maria, would know Father Eamon. So Father Eamon will share with us for the next two weeks. And of course, these were recorded in Adder Church, 
um, a number of weeks ago and um, within these particular um, talks and reflections there are scenes that come through from the various parts associated with the Isle of Chalice. So uh, that's actually 11.30am this morning, and Monday's at 7.30pm, and Wednesday at 10.30am. So again, half 11 this morning, tomorrow evening at 7.30pm, and Wednesday's 10.30am. Now, Lorraine, you got a little bit of thoughts for us, reflection for us, catechesis for us this morning? Well, this comes to us, uh, compliments of Bishop Brendan Leahy, of course. Bishop Brendan wrote a beautiful Lenten pastoral letter, and it's entitled, This is what God wants of us. Our holiness. And we decided to break it up over a number of weeks and just read it out for people because maybe not everybody um, was able to get a copy of the pastoral letter or maybe people don't have access to the internet and they're just listening on their radios at home. So anytime I read I, obviously it's Bishop Brendan that's speaking, not Lorraine Buckley, but we invite you to listen on this and to reflect over um, the coming weeks on these few points here. So This is what God wants of us, our holiness. Bishop Brendan says, Lent is the season when the whole church goes on a 40-day retreat. I would like to suggest that we take holiness as a theme for Lent this year. I do so because Pope Francis has recently written a wonderful letter on holiness, reminding us of its importance. At a time when we are getting used to pastoral units and new pastoral arrangements in our diocese, it is good to keep our eye on what ultimately matters – our holiness. I would recommend you read Pope Francis's letter entitled Rejoice and Be Glad, or in Latin, Gaudete et Exaltate. It's available on the internet or in religious bookshops. I will draw on it for this pastoral letter. The Pope has felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to repropose to all of us the call of holiness in a practical way for our time. The voice of the Holy Spirit speaking through the Pope is saying to each one of us, Be holy, for I am holy. An example, Chiara Luce Badano. The main thing I want to say in this letter is that holiness is possible. It is not unattainable. It is within the reach of all of us. We can think of the recently beatified young woman, Chiara Luce Badano. She died in 1990. So there are photographs of her dressed in jeans, t-shirts and sneakers, speaking on a mobile phone, going on holidays in the sun. She was into you too. And yet, in the everyday simple things, she grew in holiness. It would have to be added that, in any account of her story, it is striking to see the significance of her parents, relations and friends along her journey. There are many ordinary episodes of this young saint's life that speak to us of everyday examples of how we can live holiness. One day, for instance, when Chiara was a child, her mother suggested to her that she should give away some of the mountain of toys she had amassed. She replied, No, Mum, they're mine. Her mother left it at that and continued what she was at in the kitchen. Then she heard the child's voice in the room next to the kitchen. This one, yes. That one, no. This this one, yes. That one, no. The mother went into the room and found the child dividing out her toys, putting the new ones into a box. Surprised and a little alarmed, her mother said to her, But the toys you are giving away are your new toys. To which Chiara replied, I can't give broken toys to the poor. Diagnosed with cancer at 17 years of age, Chiara continued to focus on living the present moment. 
when a difficulty or suffering would arise, she would repeat, If you wanted Jesus, I wanted too. And she kept on loving one by one the people who surrounded her, offering words of encouragement, advice and inspiration. And that included her parents in practical everyday ways. She once advised her father, Dad, when you get up early in the morning, don't draw the blinds so that Mom can continue sleeping. She continued, she convinced, I beg your pardon, her mother to make up after a row that she had continued for some time with her sister-in-law. It was in the ordinary circumstances of life that Kiara reached holiness and her example has since then touched many young people around the world. I am mindful of her as I write this pastoral letter. I am also mindful that it has been announced recently that Blessed John Henry Newman, who had many significant contacts with Limerick, will soon be canonised. It's not an old-fashioned idea. To some, holiness might seem an old-fashioned idea. Certainly, we spoke more about it in the past than we do today. I recall my mother going on pilgrimage to Loch Derg and bringing me back a present of a children's book on the lives of the saints. I greatly enjoyed looking at the pictures and reading the stories. And I would certainly recommend to parents to provide children with books on the lives of the saints. But I know that certain ways of presenting holiness don't appeal today. Pictures of saints can sometimes depict people who are remote or not really in tune with our modern lives. To talk about holiness can attract bad press because it seems we are promoting being holy Joes. At times, the desire for holiness might even seem selfish because some describe it in terms of simply saving one's own soul or following an ethical code of behaviour that ensures you get a reward in heaven. To speak of holiness can even seem like proposing something that makes us less human. With this letter, I invite you to recognise that holiness is far from outdated. It is a much richer idea than we normally think. Rightly understood, it is a very modern calling. At a time when there is much searching for personal fulfilment, we need to rediscover the call to holiness. It is very much linked with wholeness, making us more alive, more human. Indeed, holiness makes us faithful to our deepest self, destined to flourish with others in this life and dwell forever with others in God. Thanks for that, Lorraine. We'll be able to continue on that with that for the next few weeks. Absolutely. We're going to read out a section every week and what we would ask you to do is just reflect on it and maybe take one or two points away. Like, take the example of Chiara Luce Badano for the week and pray to her, ask her to inspire you in your endeavours to be holy. To be holy, as we'll see next week, is to love and to love in all the little aspects of our lives. Thanks for that. I was just thinking a little bit of music to go with that this morning and I thought maybe it's a nice little mind from John Michael Talbot and this one is entitled Spirit of the Living God. Spirit of the Living Lord. So let's hear this.
Welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley. I'm still joined in studio here by Lorraine and Anne. And thanks again to Don Devaney, who's joining us by phone from Dublin. So Don agreed to come on with us this morning and again um, share some of his thoughts uh, on Lent and Lenten reflections and so on and so forth. I know we've tried to have a few various people on at various times over the last uh, few years. And in fact, this particular Lent, we've had one or two other people to join us. But this particular Lent, Don, maybe I can pose a question to yourself there. What's the purpose of the journey of Lent, Don, in your opinion? Yeah, what, what I like about Lent is that one, it's a, it's a time to reflect and the time to look at our lives and to see to see what we're happy with and even more important to see what areas that we need to grow in or develop in or change and that's that's always the hard part because it takes a rootless honesty with ourselves to face to face into those parts or shadow parts of ourselves that we we don't like or we're not happy with or things that we know we do but we'd like to change and it's it's trying to get the the grace uh, the grace to change those and I think that's that's the part I love about Lent and sometimes we might need the help of some of our best friends to to guide us into what things uh, that are in ourselves that 
sometimes there are things there that we're not aware of that we don't know about mm-hmm. uh, but annoy people around us like maybe talking too much or eating out loud or um, just just things that can irritate people around us as I say that they're not aware of uh, that we're not aware of but they're certainly aware of so I think it's a time for for a real deep honesty with ourselves at the same time accepting who we are and looking to build from there you know the part John and there's a part in in knowing ourselves accepting ourselves being ourselves and the final part is being able to let go ourselves that's when we're comfortable comfortable with who we are we know who we are we're happy being who we are and then we can reach out to others in letting go you know letting Mm -hmm. go of ourselves so so it's it's that time john for me now it's that time for for reflection a time for probably being honest with myself and um and and trying to change some of the things that i need to change um i gave up meat this year john as a I love meat, I love steak, I love beef, I love lamb. I'd be the country's best <laughs> best supporter of the meat industry. Hmm. Um, but this year, I said normally, like it's normally a pint of Guinness, and then I says, well, that sure might have that once a week, and hmm. that's no big deal, and sweets and cakes are no big deal either. So I said, this year, I said I'd do something that would really impact or would really take an effort so i landed on meat and i said that's what i'll do and um and and it's amazing the difference it's made not to mention weight wise i think about six pounds walked off in a week Uh, and and it was but that wasn't the purpose for doing it It was just something i love and but it is it's about changing and about changing oneself and changing the things that one needs to change, John. Thanks for that. You know, there's two things that I like there, Dan. First of all, the idea of honesty, being honest with myself, because it's no point just doing things just for the sake of maybe other people seeing us do them or trying to get, you know, sort of brownie points for ourselves. Be totally honest. And the second part is, I like the idea of, of you mentioning there, you know, having other people to help you. You know, maybe, you know, um, maybe my wife could suggest to me a few things that would prevent me from annoying her so often. So maybe I could have a chat with her afterwards and maybe maybe she might give me a few ideas. But the idea of yeah. of helping each other, not to give out to each other, but to help each other to grow. Isn't that it? Yes. And yeah, the, absolutely. And the idea from that, of course, is that once we get through that and and and, and um, get acclimatized for that, for want of a better word, or finally get it through our heads, then we can take that with us for the rest of our life and not just keep it just for Lent. Yes, yes, know? absolutely. And 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 you know that one of the keys I found, John, with it was was in asking my friends for feedback on the thing was. Mm. You know, I had to assure them like they were in a safe space, like a sacred space. Yes. I was saying, look, mm. I said, uh, believe me, I'll take it in the spirit that you're saying that, that this is about an improvement and for my welfare and good. So I said, we won't be falling out <laughs> over it so you can say what you want. Mm. And mm. 
And it really did make such a difference because it gave them a chance to be free and honest as well and knowing that there'd be no offences taken. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it brought things to a new level of of authenticity nearly. Um, the I, honesty, is a, it, it really does set you free in, a, in an amazing sort of a way. And one of the thoughts that came through my mind there, you know, as well was, you know, when I was asking the question, is Lent for everyone? Well, it really is, no matter how old you are or young you are. There was that story that 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 that, um, that Lorraine shared with us at the start of the program, you know, for, from from the uh, Bishop Leahy's pastoral letter here in Limerick uh, uh, about that lady, uh, about that child sharing her ties, but not just sharing her giving away her old ties, giving away her good ties. And there was an awful, you know, sometimes maybe children can teach us a lot more than what we think we need to learn. So you, you can see a child has total honesty, going back to your honesty again. But just going back to the idea, of, is Lent for everyone done? You'd say it would be for everyone, and, and we don't all have to do the same thing, and we don't all have to share with each and with each other what we're doing for Lent. Is that right? Absolutely, and I think... I think Lent Lent is a bit like mercy, like that uh, everybody, uh, God's mercy is for everybody and everybody needs God's mercy. And it's the same with Lent, that it's a time for being, if you like, merciful to ourselves, for to be, um, to look at the things that we need to change. And whether, whether, whether you're religious or not, purely in a, from a, in a human sort of a way, that in human development and self-development, that it's a great opportunity to work on the on the things that we need to work on, and again, mm-hmm. honesty will be the platform, will be the starting platform because otherwise we're we'd be only fooling ourselves if we weren't really honest. You mentioned the Divine Mercy, Dan, and of course you've been in, you've been involved. I think with the Divine Mercy Conference. I think it's for twenty eight years now at this particular stage. Yes, that area. Yes. What thanks connection? Well, thanks be to God. Would you see any connection between Divine Mercy and Lent, Don? Oh, yes, like that. Um, Mercy, the beautiful Hebrew word for mercy is hesed. Hesed means loving kindness. And it's amazing. It takes it out of the theological realm down to a real, down to where uh, interpersonal level have been if I said, you know, I want you to be merciful, you say, well, what does that mean? But if I said to somebody, well, you know, I want you to be to show loving kindness to that person, they say, oh yeah, that's doable, that's mm-hmm. that, that's possible, you know, and it makes it it makes it doable and accessible for people like that. They can be, and and you know, John, the hardest part, you know, with with Hesed, loving kindness. The hardest person to be loving and kind to is often oneself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. God can forgive us our sins, we can forgive other people, other people can forgive us. But the hardest, if the lot, can be forgiving yourself for either doing something stupid, saying something stupid. Mm-hmm. And believe me, we've all been there. And and it's just letting go it, learning from it, even though God has forgiven us, just to say, look, for God's sake, I'd say to people, to, I'd say to, to listeners, I'd say, forgive yourself, you know, when God is forgiving you, forgive yourself and learn to forgive yourself and to say, 
yes, I made mistakes. Yes, I did something wrong. But God has never stopped loving each one of us, regardless of what we've done. Mm. And that's what I love about, about his mercy. Beautiful, Don. You know, I mean, there'll be people out there maybe listening to us and thinking about ideas for Lent, you know. I mean, you, you certainly mentioned one or two there for yourself. I mean, the idea that I had there, uh, and right right at the beginning of Lent, I got the idea from one of our contributors uh, to the you know to the program, uh, and he brought this whole idea of it's all about getting to know Jesus that 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 bit more, and so the, what that might mean is yeah, giving up something, but it might be giving up a bit more time. It might be reflecting on the Word of God, maybe the maybe the Gospel uh, of the day, or the first or second reading of the day, or, uh, via maybe this, uh, maybe maybe you might have a Bible inside the house, but you might, maybe you got the leaflet from the from the uh, you know the newsletter from from your local church with the Gospel on it, and so maybe sitting with that maybe during the week. It's surprising sometimes. We think that um, God doesn't speak to us, but if we are reading and reflecting on the Word of God throughout the week, you end up getting a few ideas, and those few ideas is maybe God trying to get in touch with us. Might be a, it might be a way of, again, Don, maybe taking up something for Lent, the idea being that to continue that after Lent, but that whole idea of getting, to, getting in touch with Jesus a bit more than what we were before. Yeah, and John, I'll tell you, never... I I fully agree with you that creating space in our day for prayer and for time for prayer, for talking to God and being aware of his presence. And, you know, never in the history of our country, of our world, with with Brexit, with with climate change, the whole of never in the history of, of mankind was each person's prayer, especially listeners listening in who are from home, who live on their own and aren't able to get out and about, that your prayers are so, so valuable for the whole world. A lot of the saints never left their convents or their monasteries, but their prayers went round the world helping everybody. So uh, the, the power of prayer and giving yourself just some personal space to reflect, to be silent, and just to list to come into God's presence is 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 a positive thing to do for Lent and afterwards. Just to, and it's a positive thing for yourself, for ourselves as human beings, and not to mention the value and power of prayer that comes out of it. And you know, one could also say, Dan, um, it's never too late to start the journey for the rest of Lent. You know, people say, oh, well, you know, Lent, we're now on our third Sunday of Lent, and oh. I haven't succeeded at all. Like, you know, I mean... Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah just, uh, just, it's a new day. Draw a line in the sand and start again and say, now I'm starting Lent. Now I'm in the right frame of mind for it. Now I'm ready to go and... God isn't counting, isn't looking at the the number of days. He's looking at our hearts and the attitude that we come to it with of just wanting to start, to start again. And that's what forgiveness and mercy and that's what Lent is all about. That opportunity to start again, to do something new, something different. We will fail, but we start again. We say, okay, back up on the horse and away we go again. So even if people do fail in their resolutions not to be discouraged just to start again 
But I think I, I think the other idea too, Dan, that, that we could take from this is this journey of Lent. It's a journey towards Easter. It's a journey towards Good Friday, and it's good. It's a journey towards Easter Sunday. And maybe if we focused our mind a little bit more on that as to what Jesus has done for us in terms of, you know, you're speaking about the divine mercy. He, he died for us, you know, so so as we are, we now have the ability to be able to love him and um, share with him uh, all the goodness that he has in place for all of us. But just to keep in mind that we are genuine, genuine towards that holy week, would that be a focus too that maybe we could take with us? Well, it it will be John, and I'm 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 always conscious like that. They for people starting out and people trying that as the relationship develops and as they just can start with say the personal prayer and the personal stillness and quietness and just coming to know that God loves them and they'll move into that space where they'll they'll appreciate the bigger picture of moving as you say towards holy week and there was a man that died on the cross for us you know and that gave everything for us and when people come to realize the the act of love that the crucifixion was uh, and is uh, for each one of us it'll just move people to a deeper level and i'm always conscious of nearly uh, for people listening is from I'm always taking it from people starting out um, from scratch nearly, and hoping that the relationship with Jesus will develop to where they'll appreciate, as you say, moving into Holy Week and the significance if if the whole act of love during Holy Week that He's done for us, and it'll I think it it, it just moves people into moves their hearts into a different place. John, what would you say to people out there, maybe, who might say, why bother with Lens? I mean, I'm not interested in Lens, and I don't see the point in fasting yeah, and I think, up things, you know. I, th- I think there has to come a point in everybody's life where we just take a step back and evaluate, a bit like Alice in Wonderland when the cat said we're at the crossroads, you know, where are you going? Well, I don't know. Well, the cat said, well, in that case, any road will take you there. So mm. um, just to, to, there are times in, in life when we have to stand back and evaluate and say, you know, what is my energy going into? Uh, is it, is it good or bad? What's my money going into? Am I wasting it or am I getting what I need? So we we have to evaluate all sorts of things in life, but to evaluate ourselves as a as a human being and say, look, and have a not that honest honesty again, that honest look at ourselves and chat with ourselves and even talk to our best friends and say, look, what do I need to change? What do I need to do differently? So it's a in in humanist terms, it's an evaluation time, and everybody needs that. But for then on the spiritual side, it's an opportunity for growth. Okay, and maybe maybe just one final question there, Dan, before we go for the piece of music that you chose. Uh, the, maybe there's people out there now who started off the journey of Lent, and maybe they're struggling a little bit now at the moment. Um, any words of encouragement you'd like to offer them? Yes, I, I'd say to them, you know you're doing well the fact that you've made an attempt at a at a, a lenten resolution that you can go back to it 
uh, or maybe do something a bit less hard this year and work your way up to it. It's a bit like fasting. You know, you have to work your way into it sometimes um, rather than giving up everything at once. Just do it gradually and and gradually in, in, in parts in a way that you can manage it. And I'd say to you that um, that not to be discouraged that if you can pray as well as doing whatever you're going to do, that when you pray, everything becomes easier and prayer is the means of achievement. That to try and do it on your own without the grace of God can be really an uphill struggle. But when you pray and then whatever you're fasting from will make a, uh, will become much easier. And I would say the thing of taking on to do something like going to mass every day mm. or when you can, mm. uh, it doesn't have to be about giving up. It mm. can be about starting something brand new mm. and a new challenge, new lease of life and something that will be life giving. Beautiful. Dan, at this stage, we'll have to go for a bit of music. Um, there's a lovely piece of music that you uh, you asked us to, to play. Why did you choose that? And then you might be able to introduce it for us, please. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's one of been always been one of my favourite, favourite hymns. It's called um, Oh, the Love of My Lord is the Essence, very appropriate for Lent. Uh, and that it is the essence of everything we do. And the beautiful line in it is, his mercy is gentle as silence. And again, with Lent, mercy is loving kindness and silent, you know, to be still and silent in his presence and let him in the presence and let him speak to us, speak into our hearts. And we can talk to him about all the things that are that we were trying to do and we're trying to change and just ask him for help and. Yeah, that's why the song means so much to me, that it just speaks to that, to that person in myself who's struggling, you know, and it, it gives me great consolation and peace. So it's a beautiful tune by Kevin Kilban. Uh, he's as mercy as gentle as silence.
So welcome back again to the third part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley, still joined in studio here by Lorraine Buckley. And and we have Don Devaney, who's joining us on the phone uh, from Dublin. Thanks again, Don, for, for sharing those reflections with us, for helping us to, to on our journey through Lent. And also, Don is also going to join us here for our, our Gospel section. But, in, but before that, we'll ask Anne to pray this prayer before reading and reflecting on Scripture. Thanks, Anne. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively, and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed nor our minds wander. But may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this order in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thanks for that, Anne. So now we'll invite Dan to pray the Gospel for us this morning, which is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verse 1 to 9. Thanks, Dan. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish, just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig round it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for that, Don. So now at this part of the um, programme, maybe Lorraine, you might have a little reflection, please. Of course, John. I was reflecting on this Gospel during the week and what was very much coming to my mind was the start of the gospel, the first part is about um, tragedies and people are trying to get their heads around tragedies. And of course, here at home in Ireland, we had that awful tragedy during the week of the young people that were crushed um, in the north just going to a disco. They didn't expect that. Um, and also earlier on in the week, we had that awful shooting in New Zealand. And before that, we had the other, um, the you know, the explosion of the airplane. Yes. And it's just... There, I'm just picking those as kind of highlights, but we can look at any tragedy in our life and try to get our heads around it. And Jesus is warning us against judging people. 
he's he's saying to them, do you think they were worse than you? Were they worse? Did they deserve it, in other words? And there can be that little kind of inkling in us sometimes where you might go, ooh, maybe, you know, am I judging a situation? Am I judging a person? Because no, Jesus says very, very clearly here, they were not, they did not deserve it. Sometimes horrible, horrible things happen to good people. But it does, Jesus uses it like the great teacher that he is, he uses it as a teaching moment. And he says, I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. And he gives us this beautiful, beautiful parable of the fig tree. Now, the fig tree is alive. We're told the fig tree is alive. It's just not producing fruit. So there's a man, he has a fig tree planted in his vineyard. The vineyard is the world. The fig tree is the human person. Now we need to look at ourselves. Mm -hmm. If I am that fig tree, am I producing fruit? Mm -hmm. Now there's some sobering news and then there's some great news. The sobering news is there will come a time when we will meet our own death because we're not immortal. Well, Mm -hmm. we are immortal. We have an immortal soul, Mm -hmm. but we all have to die. The great news is that God's mercy and love and care is there every single step of the way. All we have to do is accept it. All we have to do is say yes to God's love and God's mercy because Jesus is there as the vine dresser who says, look, leave it one more year. This is the time of mercy. And give me time to dig around it and manure it and it may bear fruit next year. So the Lord is constantly looking for little ways to prune us, to help us. And sometimes he gives us manure. And manure is good for us because it helps us to grow. Mm-hmm. And all he's looking for is that we respond to that love and to that mercy. He'll do 99.99999% of the work. But yeah. he's a perfect gentleman, as we've said here before. Yeah. He won't force us. We have to give him our free will. And what brought it home for me really was I was travelling to England over the weekend so I was on a little flyby flight. Mm-hmm. It's a little propeller flight because it's out of Dublin into Southampton. Mm-hmm. And on the takeoff, I was just putting myself into the place of those poor people whose plane exploded two minutes after takeoff. And I was thinking to myself, am I ready to meet the Lord? And I was like, thanks be to God, I am. Mm-hmm. I went to confession the other day and I said an act of contrition on the plane. Yes. And more than that, more than that, mm-hmm. I entrust myself to the mercy and kindness of God. I don't fear death because I know he's always been there for me and I know he always will be. Well, that's a lovely gift. Well done. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Don, have you got any thoughts yourself there, please? Yeah, I think the, it's a beautiful, um, as Lorraine is saying, it's a beautiful, beautiful parable and it, it strikes me that the, the fig tree, like it, it's the, the God's patience with us that he keeps giving us more chances and time to change and time to sort out what needs to be sorted out and and I think it's 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 patience is a great sign of his love for us and you know and to, to really and again back to the thing on Lent like it's a perfect gospel reading for Lent it's it's do avail of the time for making the changes to produce the fruit that we need to produce and uh I see it as metanoia, as the Greeks say, it, it, metanoia, change of heart, you know. And it's a time for 
change in heart, change in attitudes, change in what we need to change. So lovely, lovely parable. And patience is what strikes God's patience is what jumps out at me. Mm -hmm. Don, thank you so much for that. One of the ideas that came to myself, I was at Lecture Divina there in uh, Newcastle West during the week with Father Frank Duick. One of the points that uh, came up was uh, we spoke quite a bit about this phrase, cut it down. But as often as we mentioned on this program, we mentioned Lecture Divina, it's all about us. And we were asked to go away for the week and reflect on how we have cut other people down. Maybe we've ignored them. Maybe there's times when they needed encouragement and affirmation. Maybe we just passed a a nasty remark or rejected their inclusion in our company. Maybe from this reflection we might become more helpful to others who are struggling for recognition. Helping them to come to, to become fully alive with the talents and abilities that the Lord, that God gave them. Give them the opportunity to grow and flourish in the world around them. But we could also maybe offer a word of thanks to those who didn't cut us down when they could have cut us down in the past. Those who encouraged us to live up to our potential. Who encouraged us to keep going when we felt we were not good enough. Those who helped us to dig the weeds that were cluttering and preventing us from being what we were supposed to be. Gave us the manure we needed to grow, love, attention, affirmation and time and so on and so forth. And maybe we could finish by thanking God for, for surrounding us with his love through other people. Linking back to what you said before, Dan, in your reflection about other people and helping us to journey through Lent. Maybe the same thing with this gospel. This gospel is could be saying to us, you know, Maybe it's a time just to think of other people, think of the way we treat other people and so on and so forth. Thanks a lot, guys. Beautiful program again. Don, thank you so much for sharing with us. And thanks a lot for all the all the work you're doing at the Divine Mercy Conference. I know there's a lot of people here in West Limerick anyway who visit the Divine, Divine Mercy Conference. And this year we, we weren't able to get there ourselves, or last year, but we were able to avail of your website, which uh, streamed live the talks and the ceremonies. Thank you so much for all the work yourself and your team do with that. It's an absolute pleasure and privilege, John, to be part of your sacred space. And really, um, I want to to thank you for the opportunity and to thank you to all your listeners for listening uh, this morning. And uh, I just wish God's blessing on every on every person. And at this part of the programme now, we'll have to finish up and say thank you so much, uh, all the listeners out there who've, who've joined us this morning. My thanks especially to Lorraine, who put in so much work, your double job in today now, uh, helping us out with the saints as well as the catechesis. Thank you so much for that. And uh, thank you so much for the prayers. Put away that list now that we were speaking <laughs> earlier on. And also, of course, Dan Devaney, thank you so much. We might go out with a bit of music, one of my favourites, and uh, this is maybe linked a little bit to, to, to my reflection there on the Gospel. It's one by, by the Limerick Gospel Choir, and this one is entitled, Thank You, Lord. So it's next week from us all here, and come and see Inspiration. God bless you now. Bye.
to play.